Okay, so what is this called? Quick cash. How quick cash? Quick quash. Quick quash. Quick quack. <laughs> quick cash. Okay. Am I starting? okay so in this episode we thought it'd be fun to talk about some quick ways that you can make money in your business if you are working in the social media space um just so you can maybe make some quick cash before christmas before the end of the year so i'm gonna hand over to you laura davis you can kick us off with the first one okay so the one that i used to do quite a lot um was offer Instagram no no I didn't <laughs> I used to offer uh on, say that again without you laughing because otherwise the laugh won't make any sense okay so the thing that I used to do a lot of when I wanted to get some money in the bank was to offer audits so social media audits um I would tend to go out to my warmer audiences so people are already kind of knew me and offer them the opportunity to have a audit done so they can move forward knowing what they need to do to improve their social media so I used to charge about 99 ish pounds per for like a one platform audit and obviously the price went up as if they wanted all of you know two three four platforms included um, and it used to always go down really well. It was businesses that I couldn't afford to outsource or weren't ready to outsource, but and, and kind of had a good handle on social media marketing, or they thought they did, but they just needed a, a steer in the right direction. So I never, if I ever put it out there and made a bit of an offer and sold these audits, I always sold them, it, it, varying quantities, but always sold them. Nice. And would you offer them on all your different platforms? As in, would I market them on all the different platforms? Yes. Yes. Uh, well, I was only ever really active on Facebook and Instagram. They were the, my chosen platform, so it, I'd have promoted it on there. Whether I'd have chucked it on Twitter and LinkedIn it was a different matter, but if I did, it wouldn't have been a strategic way of doing it. <laughs> can't think of anything else to ask you about this okay so so that was that was my most popular and I had a template that I use which is obviously the template that we now have within the toolkit um so it was a an an easy quick really quick way because as us as social media pros we know how to what an account should look like should be doing shouldn't be doing so it's very you know easy work um interesting work as well if you're quite um niche it's quite nice sometimes to just have an opportunity to go and have a look at other people's accounts and essentially be paid to um (laughs) critique it and so that always worked well and I always enjoyed it what do you do I was just gonna say with your audits even if somebody's already had an audit before there's no reason why they can't have another one is there like because things change all the time yeah yeah, definitely. And especially if they tried, and there was one business that had multiple audits off me over like a quite a long period of time, granted, but it was when they maybe tried to adopt a new uh, feature, you know, so it'd be like now suddenly it was like, oh, I need to use reels. 
I'm started. Am I doing it right? How can I improve? And an audit was a great way for me to be able to review that and then offer them some some suggestions to move forward. And often I was able to upsell to them as well and maybe offer them a one-to-one or a power hour or if I had any workshops, et cetera, coming up, they could I could promote those. But so sometimes it can be used as a nice way to kind of get your foot in the door essentially with some cold audiences. Yeah, it's quite a nice way of getting trust with people, isn't it? If they've only got a part with a couple of hundred quid for a one-off yeah. piece of work and then you do a good job and they trust you, then you're going to, they're going to come back to you, aren't they? Especially yeah, if yeah. you've given them ideas that they can't implement themselves. Well, yes, that's it. And it depends why you're doing it. If you're doing it just to make money, like a quick, quick uh, cash injection, then you know, you can just give them all the advice that you want to give that you think is appropriate for obviously that price point. Um, But if you're being really strategic about it, and maybe that it is a client that you would like to actually offer social media management to or work with them in in a bigger capacity, then yeah, you can be really quite strategic about how you um, deliver that audit to try to get yourself kind of future work not necessarily now but um, kind of in the future you want to be the person they think of when they need more help and an audit is a great way to impress somebody with relatively easily yeah agree so one of the things that I would do when I was trying to make quick cash was I would offer a masterclass, but I would make it very specific. And I remember one time I really wanted some money in my bank pretty quickly and I needed like 500 quid. Can't remember what I was going to buy, probably something from Apple. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) and so I wanted to make 500 quid and I only had a few days to do it. And so I sold this masterclass, but it was really specific. I was in this Facebook group at the time and there was lots of people in there who were trying to grow their email list. And I can't remember for the life of me why, They must have done a course or something. Who knows? Anyway, they were all trying to grow their email list. And at that time, I was very focused, just niche. I just did Facebook ads. So I put on a masterclass that was how to grow your email list using Facebook ads. So it basically solved their problem. And I decided what was going to be in this masterclass. And I literally just went into this one group and told them about it. Sold, I think I charged maybe 55 quid or something like that for it with the aim of delivering it the following week and sold 10 within a few hours quickly made my 500 quid nice easy really simple but I think the reason that worked is because it was so specific and specifically answered that problem that I saw that they were having well and also you won't have just chucked you know promoted a masterclass in a in a group that had you had you hadn't already built up some kind of presence yeah, exactly. Um, and the people knew me, like they were already asking yeah. questions about Facebook ads and stuff. So they they weren't a cold audience. They they knew that I knew what I was talking about. I'd already built that relationship with them. It was just the next step of getting them to actually spend some money with me. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so I I think the, the, the caveat really is that, yes, you can do that. And yes, a masterclass is a quick win, but you have to have some kind of warm audience, don't you? Whether that's yeah, you because... need someone to sell it to. Yeah, so whether you've got an email um, list that you've been nurturing and then that might work really well. If you're really active, like Laura is 
insanely active in Facebook groups. It's like she's got a third hand to be able to communicate in groups the way she does at high speed. Um, and or you've got to have a really engaged social media following yourself. Um, but if you have those things, then there is nothing to stop you creating a masterclass that, as you say, is very specific to a problem that you know that they have. So, for example, I reckon there's lots of people now who are seeing or probably kind of irritated that reels haven't disappeared, <laughs> that they are still here and they are still kind of developing and moving and and growing in people using them. And they, they, they're probably like, oh, God, I've got to I've got to I'm actually going to have to tackle how to use reels. So I reckon there is a need out there at the moment for some of these new new um, features. God, I can't get my words out, which is no good on a podcast. Uh, new features. And it's an opportunity for them to create an answer to those problems. Yeah, I agree. I think, though, you need to be really specific in that. Like, if I was to go out tomorrow, want to make some really quick money and sell a Reels masterclass, I would make sure it's specific in that. Yeah. how to use reels to make more sales or how yeah. to use reels to grow your emails list. And I would be really specific in what it solves so that they know that they need it now. And exactly what the end result is going to be after that hour that they spent with me. Yeah, no, exactly. Good tip. Okay. So, um, so we've done audits. You used to make money a decent amount of cash on uh, masterclasses um, another way that I used to have a fairly consistent uh, way to make money was and I, and I know you did way more of these than I did um, was power hours and like one-to-ones on zoom and um, I found that I had a, like it was consistent like every month I would have people booking in for one-to-ones nurture packages I used to do two hour more kind of strategy calls as well um and it was always a nice way to top up your income and and aside from this I know this podcast is about quick cash but sometimes things like doing power hours are a great way to give yourself a little bit of variety in your week if you've only got say three or four clients we can become a little bit monotonous and actually sometimes by doing things like power hours and speaking to other businesses, it's just a nice way to be able to, I don't know, see fresh, fresh eyes, fresh businesses, new people to talk to, new problems to solve and to help people with. And, and it can be a really nice way to kind of sprinkle that throughout your weeks and months. Um, so they're always nice little services to offer to people and all always really well received. Yeah. And also can definitely lead to more work. Mm. I used to, I would typically do like a power hour with someone who would then go on to book like my nurture package. Some of them would turn into management clients. Some of them I would do strategies for. It would always usually lead to something else. It would never just be that one off one hour. But one of the ways that I would make some quick cash from power hours and especially around like sort of the end of the year, I would do an offer. So I remember one year I decided that I was going to put my prices up on my power hours, but I thought I would do, I would use that as a way to create some scarcity and some urgency for get to get people to book. So I put it out there that my price was going up as of the 1st of January. 
So if anyone booked a power hour between whenever it was that I was saying this and the end of the year, they could lock it in at that year's rate, but they didn't have to take it until I think I put a deadline of mid-February or something. So they would still get that rate, but they didn't have to have it straight away if they were really busy. And I sold so many of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I used to do similar around Christmas time. I don't know why, why though, but I used Probably to Probably because your name's um, Laura and we always do the same. <laughs> Maybe. But there was, I remember one particular year, I just thought I, I took the whole of Christmas off. Like I obviously had my client work, but I wasn't particularly active on social media, but over that Christmas period, which obviously is a shock to lots of people, I'm sure. But I um, put out a, I can't remember what, I would have given it like a discount or something, but I would just, I, I remember saying, you can book now between any bookings between Christmas and New Year would get this kind of discounted rate. They would have to have those pod, uh, what they call power hours in the January. Um, and I sold loads and they all just trickled on in. I'd scheduled some posts to go out over Christmas and New Year to talk about it. And I got loads. I had a week off and I made money and it was nice. And I didn't really do anything because all my content was scheduled. Um, and again, that worked really well, like really, really nice. well. And it was great to be able to offer something to get people to kick off the new year um, with knowing what they're doing for their kind of social media or for their ads going into the new year. So it did work well. So clearly that is a good time to uh, to run some offers, but you don't have to just give a discount or like Laura was saying, she was putting her prices up. You can say to people, if you, you know, if you want to book, book now and get a, a bonus or an extra 15 minutes or, you know, you can do other things that doesn't involve having to discount before you will panic about doing something too cheap. <laughs> the other thing that I used to do, and this one covers no surprise to anyone, um, <laughs> is to share some affiliate links around. Now, if I am a massive fan, if you have not noticed, of affiliate links. I think they're brilliant because you can help another business to make money and you can make some money yourself and you can help your audience to find out about tools, courses, services, what have you, that will help them. So like it's a win-win-win situation, really. But if you have got affiliate links for anything that your audience might find useful and you need a bit of cash, do a little promotion about why that would be useful for them. Explain to them why they need it. Tell them that it's affiliate link. If they buy it through your affiliate link, then obviously you're going to get a bit of a kickback. Um, and just do like a sales promotion on somebody else's pro product. You don't have to do it on something that you've got to put together and deliver. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes you can make the same amount of money as an affiliate and do nothing <laughs> um, yeah. as, as actually delivering something yourself. So if you want quick cash, but haven't actually got the time to be able to offer the audits or the one-to-ones or the masterclasses, et cetera, then affiliates can, can be a brilliant way to, to make that money obviously you don't always get paid out straight away and also you do have to have a, an audience to sell to you can't go into other people's audiences and use your affiliate links so like for example we don't allow affiliate links in the hub because like why why would we um so it's the same for you so you will need to have your own engaged audience on email or on your socials 
Um, and they're the best ways to be able to use your affiliate links. But yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. And I think when it comes to affiliate links, I see a lot of people making a big mistake with affiliate links in that they'll go and sign up as an affiliate. They might put a link on their website and, that, and that's all they'll do. And then they wonder why they don't get any money for it or they just think that affiliate links are a big fat waste of time. But you have to promote those products or services just like you would promote your own. It's no different. So if you're going to use affiliate links, obviously make sure you've got some sort of marketing strategy with them. Yeah, definitely. I think like you've got some great blogs on your website, haven't you, which have got some good affiliate links in them. But you've worked hard to write those blogs so that they appear high on google you've invested time in that haven't you yeah definitely and obviously update them and whatnot all the time and you know we will often mention products in emails or on instagram facebook wherever maybe even on a podcast um (laughs) because there's no point in having an affiliate link if no one knows you've got it yeah okay that is a good one so we've had one-to-ones masterclasses audits affiliates another thing i think people forget is their warm audiences so these are people or warm leads should i say sorry so people or even existing clients yeah 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 that's a good good point but uh, existing clients or warm leads maybe that haven't quite converted but you could go back to them with a product or service that solves their problem that they offer too good to be true that they can't refuse yeah if you know that somebody's struggling with something literally offer them something that will solve their problem why would they say no yeah like I've had um, people come to me where they've had one-to-ones they've said oh you know if I could afford it I would outsource but I can't yet but I you know I will remember you and then it'll be a few months later you realize that they've got another problem and they then would come to my workshops um, and then they, they did eventually convert and and this happened twice actually where I got really good long-term clients out of people but I was able to kind of nurture them. I, I would follow them. I would look at what they're talking about in their stories. I would kind of get a, a sense for where they were in their business, potentially where they were struggling. There were lots of, um, it's always around, especially around Christmas, where people share content going, how to support your small business this Christmas, share, like, all this crap. And I would go back to them then and say, look, I've seen you've posted that. I I totally understand your intention, but look, if you want to, why don't we have a one-to-one that talks about your actual content on how we can make your content work without you having to share that kind of crap. Yeah. Um, so just making sure that you're following warm leads, you're engaging Basically with them. stalking just... them, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, like, you know, you've got to still, you're going to have to have an interest in their content, aren't you? Because you're not going to see it if you don't engage with it. There's no point following someone because you, before you know it, yeah. you'll never see their content and you'll have forgotten them. But, you know, I was always interested in the types of businesses that I was trying to appeal to anyway. That's why I niched into them. So it was fine for me to follow them and engage with them. But, you know, there were lots of people that I was able to chat to in DMs because I might have seen something posted on their stories and I'd say... And I'd often give them real like quick tips. I'd say, oh, just seen you've done this. Did you know you could have done it this way? Or did you know you could have used some hashtags on that? And, and they'd come back and say, oh my God, I'm, you know, thank you so much. You know what? I'm really struggling with X, Y, Z. And I'd say, right, that's fine. Why don't we just jump on another power hour? And da, 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 da. It doesn't have to be like, 
oh you don't have to be overly salesy you can just be a really nice person a really helpful person and more often than not that's gonna it's gonna work not necessarily immediately but it can do and there's so many cowboys in this industry and there's so many people who just talk absolute bullshit like if you can offer advice and just friendly tips as you do to to people they'll remember you there's no catch is there there's nothing in it for me for me to tell someone that they can use hashtags on a reel or whatever it may be but they'll remember me as being someone who actually gave advice that worked and was really useful and even if they don't come back to me but their local business down the road who they meet with for a cup of tea on a Tuesday says I'm really struggling they'll be like oh you need to speak to Laura and your word of mouth um kind of marketing then pays its dividends doesn't it yeah definitely and I think like if you've got clients who maybe you maybe your clients on multiple platforms but you're only managing one platform for them and you know I don't know maybe it's Christmas coming up or they were going on holiday or what have you you can just offer to have a short-term fix to help them so they can go and have their holiday and not have to worry about managing their Twitter or whatever it is there's always ways that you can help Mm. your existing clients as well offer them different services different packages whatnot and and just reminding them just reminding them of what you can of all the services that you offer because sometimes they'll just forget they don't they're not going to remember everything you do as as much as we think people might they won't and I had a client um, for years like an e-commerce client who didn't have massive budgets but she um, I did her social media management for her and she knew I did ads and every Christmas she would kind of forget and I'd say well not Christmas like in the autumn I'd say you know remember I can always help you with an ads campaign over Christmas and or up to Christmas and she'd go oh yes I was just you know I forgot about that and every year she did and every year she would pay me and and then by the new year she would it would stop again and she wouldn't want it anymore because she couldn't afford that level of kind of commitment really which was fine and it worked for me because I got some extra money in the bank ready to go and spend it on Amazon (laughs) Christmas and you know every everyone's a winner isn't it so definitely kind of constantly be reminding clients of all the different ways that you can help them yeah definitely any more is that all of them That was one, two, three, four, five ways, yeah? One, two, three, four, five, yeah. So we're going to wrap it up. So there we go then. That's five ways that you can make quick cash. Let's just have a quick recap of them. So there were audits, power hours, like one-to-one sort of stuff, masterclasses, um, making someone an offer that they can't refuse and then the good old trusty Laura favorite and affiliate link. <laughs> There's probably yep. tons of other ways that you can make some quick cash, but these are our favorite ways. Well, they're certainly the ways that have worked for us, haven't they? Over, over the years. So um, they are tried and tested from our perspective, but there will be more like some people will have digital products. Some people might, you know, like course mini courses etc that you can push it's there's all yeah. sorts of ways you can do it. it just depends how much time and effort you want to put into to making that return I guess yeah and I think when it comes to quick cash it needs to be things that can be quick to deliver <laughs> quick to sell <laughs> Funny that. and 
that you need to have an audience who's ready to buy it. So yeah, yeah don't overthink it and try and create something brand new that has never been done before if you want quick cash. And I think on that note, if if you sit there and go, well, I haven't really got an engaged audience, so this podcast is not relevant for me. Well, your tip <laughs> or your your homework is to go and get yourself an engaged audience and get yourself a, a strategy in place to have that because you you as a, a freelancer needs to be able to sell to an engaged audience. So if you're sat here thinking, oh, I haven't got an engaged, engaged audience, well, you know, get one. <laughs> there we go. Get one. That's your key takeaway from today's podcast. <laughs> yeah, go buy one from Tesco's. No, in all seriousness, like we do need engaged audiences, and I'm not saying that you've just suddenly got to go and get everyone chatting to you on LinkedIn. You know, it may be that you need to make a more concerted effort to grow an email list or whatever it is that you need to improve on. Then, then try and. Yeah don't forget about your business I think is what I'm trying to get at in not a very succinct way that you know we put all this effort into you know helping our clients to improve their business and grow their lists or sell products but then we forget about ourselves and it's only when we suddenly need an extra few hundred quid in the bank at the end of the month that we think oh well hang on I'll go and listen to Laura Laura's podcast and do those things that they said but that is not going to work if you don't have that engaged audience so yeah um, try and start now and you don't need hundreds of thousands of people. No. But a handful of engaged, warm leads is all you need. But you yeah. need to start bringing those people into your life, for sure. 100%. So should we wrap it up? How are we wrapping it yeah. up? We would love to know what you guys do to um, bring in quick cash into your business and more to the point, what you spend it on. Uh, so come <laughs> and let us know in our free Facebook group. Uh, the social media managers hub.com we'll put the link for that in the show notes we also have a blog about this topic on our website so we'll put a link for that in the show notes as well so you can just refer back to everything that we've just said and yeah thanks for listening we'll see you in another episode bye you need to say goodbye or something it sounds weird when it's only one of us bye (laughs) bye Right, do an intro. <clears throat> right, so I'm saying you're listening to the two Lauras this week. With no, you're listening you to JFDI with the two Lauras. Oh, yeah. You're listening to JFDI with the two Lauras. This, oh, and I, am I going to say who it's aimed at? Yeah, <laughs> let's say you're listening to JFDI with the two Lauras. This is the podcast for the podcast for freelance social media pro that's what i've said on a couple of the ones that i've scheduled but i just think it sounds a bit shit but say that well yeah and in this episode we're going to talk about blah blah okay you're (coughs) covid you're listening to jfdi with the two lauras the with the two lauras (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you're listening a to bit more happy about it <laughs> you're listening to the two lauras <clears throat> you're listening to the jfdi podcast with the two lauras the 
pod no it's too many podcasts yeah more listening to jfdi JFDI with the the two lauras we should write this shit down i know i need it on a post-it note (laughs) you're listening to jfdi with the two lauras the podcast for freelance social media pros and in this episode we're going to be giving away our quick cash creation top tips perfect Right, I'm writing that in here. You're listening to JFDI with two Laura's podcast for social media managers. This episode. But Claire Jenks is on annual leave next week. Again? I know. Do these people ever work? 